Good morning. This is Holly and the Seattle Hockey Mom podcast. And let's see, today in Seattle, it is Tuesday, October 9th. And there is just so much going on in the world of hockey. And it's funny because I always wait to do a podcast till I feel like I have enough good stuff prepared. But then the conundrum comes up where I kind of feel put too much pressure on myself to prepare things really perfectly and then I don't feel like doing it because it feels like a chore instead of fun so I have to strike the balance between just talking off the top of my head and having like things prepared and I think I got to keep letting myself just kind of talk off the top of my head because um, you know we're still talking hockey and it keeps it really um, easygoing and I hope I think anyone who would come back likes that easygoing vibe and so I'm just gonna stick with that so I've got some fun things to share today I've got an interview with another hockey mom and I've got um, news about NWHL hockey and then just a couple little bits and bites so let's get started The September episode of USA Hockey Magazine had a, their main headline article was close to home about House League Hockey, where uh, they discussed whether House League Hockey may hold the key to growing the game by keeping costs and time commitments down while raising the fun factor. I thought they had a really good point there, and I love that they brought this article up. Um, so to sort of get more into the discussion, I brought uh, fellow hockey mom Jocelyn and uh, mom of four, um, four hockey players actually, um, on to have a little interview and discuss. And that's coming up right now. Hello, Jocelyn. Yes. Oh, hi. Good. It works. So anyway, hi. hi. Um, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You're welcome. You're yes. I, the reason I wanted to interview another hockey parent, hockey mom is because as you know, Hockey is not really the first sport that people think of when they have kids in Seattle, but um, you decided to put your kids in hockey. So tell me about how you came to Seattle and were decided to be a hockey parent. Well, I started being a hockey parent back in Colorado, where it kind of just came along with the territory. Um, living in a ski town, uh it was cold. Uh, the rink we had was an outdoor rink that was covered uh, initially and eventually got a bunch of town money put into it because it was so popular within just the locals for adult leagues. And, and then the hockey program with all the little ones took off. Um, so all winter long, you know, the kids would just walk themselves from their schools to the rink after school go do their practices back then um we could leave their gear bags at the rink because it was such a small town um so you would just show up at the rink while your kid was already there putting their gear on after you already you know got their gear there during the day that sounds so that sounds really really nice my kids it was it was beautiful it was pretty groovy but yeah. then you moved to Seattle, and what did you find here? <laughs> well, when we moved from that, um, you know, I had I had three boys playing hockey back in Telluride when it was easy. And 
at that time it was I had like you know mini mite boys and a squirt two mini mites and a squirt and then we just did local no travel it was it was essentially practices and then scrimmaging amongst each other you know for the season for the four months and eventually I think when you got to the squirting up you'd have the choice of doing a travel and when you live in the mountains you live in a small ski town um, where the nearest other league is over a mountain pass or two, you know, a two to three or four hour drive. Your travel, you know, ended up being a full weekend um, excursion. And so we had moved away, not having that experience of actually competitive hockey um, and moved here to Seattle. And I researched you know, well, gosh, we're hockey people. Like, how do we do this? And the transition for me and my family was too kind of complicated and hectic for a while. The first year we were here, I didn't even, I didn't consider it. I just couldn't navigate traffic and, you know, not really knowing the neighborhoods or how bad the traffic was. I I put it on hold. At yeah, least for one year. Um, so. Mentioning traffic, you got to mention that as sort of the first thing. I think it's the first Oh, year. definitely. Well, I mean, I couldn't even, like, I looked at the maps and said, okay, you know, one rink 15 miles north, one rink, you know, 15 miles south or whatever the case is. And, you know, what kind of time would it do? You know, what, I mean, rush hour traffic and, and multiple kids. I mean, we're a family with four kids, so it wasn't an option that first year. And then I really, I missed, I mean, we missed it. The kids missed it. I missed it. And I decided that we would at least let one of the boys who was still, you know, into the idea um, of keeping that a part of his life, get him back in. So we sent him in um, our youngest boy. We kept back into the rec program here in Kirkland. Yeah, and so now, as I know very well, you now have three kids all in house hockey, and I know already that you have seen the episode of USA Hockey for this month, the magazine that we all get delivered yes. to our office, and you see the article in the front is close to home, it's about house league hockey, and mm-hmm. then the um, authors are saying that house league may hold the key to growing the game by keeping costs and time commitments down while raising the fun factor. I really love this concept, but as you know, it's just moments after you get in your, your foot in the door at the hockey organization that immediately you're kind of subjected to sort of a kind of pressure sort of culture of you got to play travel hockey otherwise you know it's it's not good enough but Mm -hmm. you know I just I don't know I kind of I kind of love the idea of what potential house hockey holds to keep it fun for the kids and also to keep it affordable and sort of realistic for the families anyways Mm -hmm. so um, how good do you think the organization is doing or sort of like creating that experience? I mean, I don't want to like put a, like a negative spotlight on our organization because I think all over the country, the organizations, this is kind of like a, a newer philosophy to try and bump, ramp up this new way of looking at it. But sort of where do you think we're at? What's the snapshot in your opinion of house hockey here in Seattle? I mean, I think what I'm seeing for those of us that are doing house and not even thinking of, trying to go to the next level you know for the moment um it's all about our our time constraints and our financial constraints you know when you have two three four kids trying to play hockey at the same time 
I mean, how do you get kids to and from someone playing in Vancouver on Saturday, the other kids playing down in Southern, you know, I don't know, Tacoma or whatever the case is. I mean, how, how can two adult people drive around to keep up with that schedule? Yeah, good point. And do you think, like, it's early on in the season, but are you starting to get a bit of a glimpse that your kids are going to find what they're looking for and you know, on the teams that they're on? I, I, I think so. I mean, you know, we, my one boy who just started back, you know, he took a few years off of hockey, was playing other, just not the hockey. So, you know, he had to re, kind of relearn how to skate. And, you know, he's got it and he's picking it up. And I, I sense that, especially next year we may try to take on maybe I mean maybe we'll tackle moving up to a travel you know trying out for one of the travel teams but but I've talked to some other parents who were really hard you know their hearts were set set on being on that travel team and then didn't quite didn't make their cut and now being with house and you know, we're doing our things and the boys are making friends and it's, it's a group, it's a good group. And yes, yeah, so you know, we're all about what those other parents are saying. That's very interesting. Like, are they, now that they didn't make the team, they wanted to make the travel team. Are they also feeling like it's a good group and they're making friends and they're satisfied? You know, I, th- I think I, at least the, the couple that I've have shared the, the, you know, this, these conversations with in the last week as hockey's, you know, hardly even been going on for more than that. Um, is I mean this is making it work for your family. Yeah. What? How do you work? How do you make it work for your family schedule? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? This makes me think that we need to have this conversation again in two months. And as you know, I love to talk to you, and <laughs> I love that you're willing to come on with me as I'm getting all my technical glitches sort of sorted out. So I think we should leave it there, only because in I know we can touch base in the future. Up, I want to make sure I don't waste too much of your time if it doesn't record properly, but I can't wait to share this if it does, because I think people are going to be really, really interested in this conversation of house hockey versus um, rep hockey. So thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome, Holly. Thank you for talking. Okay. Bye. Okay, let's get into some Seattle Hockey Mom NHL updates. Um, So this little piece is coming to you with some guilt because I didn't get to watch any of the games this weekend. It was a big weekend, Um, one of the first weekends of the year and and just a ton of games. Um, Apparently a big win for uh, Montreal that my family was happy about, but also um, I think Blackhawks, from what I heard, were particularly amazing. Um, Teves and Kane and the gang. Um, so I didn't get to see any of that. Um, I was working, but I think this is relatable on a mom level for people who understand that as moms, we we do really wish sometimes, some of us really wish we could sit on the sofa and have people bring us you know, drinks and just sit and enjoy game after game. But I guess I'll just wait for that in my retirement. But in the meantime, not that there's anyone at my house sitting watching game after game, that's for sure. But um, that does sound appealing. But at this particular moment, it's a distant dream for me. Um, But I want to share about one Seattle player to watch, um, Patrick Marlowe. 
Uh, I've been hearing about him lately and and um, something I want to introduce to listeners who are becoming hockey fans in Seattle. Patrick Marlowe is a 39-year-old, just had his birthday on September 15th, so it's near my birthday. Um, he turned 39, so he is a veteran of almost 1,600 games in his NHL career. But what makes him sort of special for us here in Seattle and a reason to keep your eyes on him is because uh, he played for the Thunderbirds. He was drafted to the NHL back when he was 17 years old, coming off of, a, I think, 96-97, a 51-game season with the Thunderbirds, our WHL team. Um, currently, he is an alternate captain for Toronto Maple Leafs, and he's a... Uh, originally Canadian-born from Swift Current, Saskatchewan, and he wears number 12. So that's that's our number, right, Seattle? Anyway, so yeah, watch for Patrick Marlowe. I, I, I talk all the time about our recent um, Thunderbirds graduates like um, Barzal and Theodore and, and uh, oh gosh, Keegan Colesor and... Um, and Ethan Bear, I'm always following these young guys, but um, definitely you should be up to date on Patrick Marlowe and some of our um, other famous names from Seattle. Um, yeah, so sadly, I hope to do better next weekend for watching NHL games. <laughs> Okay, so let's touch base with this week in minor hockey. This is the segment that makes me the most nervous because, um, you know, emotions run high in minor hockey and I really would not want to offend anyone or cause any drama or undue stress or anything like that. So I choose my words very carefully. Um, But I still like to talk about minor hockey because, um, honestly, it's probably my biggest level of involvement in the hockey world and I also I think it's just such an interesting subject so um, gosh most recently last night in minor hockey talking to my son we were excited to see this isn't really in minor hockey but I think it's really key to minor hockey here but anyways we saw these news um, flashes that there's going to be the the NHL practice uh, arenas and headquarters are going to be they announced that they're going to build them in Northgate so within the Seattle city limits, they will not be on the east side. So there are disappointed east siders over here. People thought maybe um, crossroads in Bellevue, sort of like east Bellevue, southeast Bellevue. Um, there are disappointed people on the east side. However, Northgate, that's very cool. It's close to University of Washington. So I had this little dream that maybe someone's picturing a um, up-and-coming University of Washington varsity hockey team. Wouldn't that be cool? or hockey teams, women and men's. Um, but anyway, so my son saw that news story last night. He's he's thrilled. He's, he's beyond thrilled. It's just such a time um, to be involved in youth hockey here. So he's dreaming of these great rinks. He's dreaming. Last night he was dreaming, looking at these beautiful pictures. It's like sustainably made and, you know, like regional timber. And and these, these images online are really gorgeous. We're pretty excited. Um, so much so that we're like, oh, we should buy a place. We should move over there. Um, my son is thinking, he's like, he's calculating in his head. He's going, okay, so I should be a second year Bantam when that's built. And he's sort of trying to picture what that means for 
for him. He mentioned being able to host big tournaments. Um, and of course, he's dreaming and the kids here are dreaming of a pipeline towards high level hockey. Right now, the kids here who really want to stay committed to hockey and have dreams of pro hockey and college hockey and whatnot, they all have to imagine going very far away from home. And some of them, like my son, lucky kid, are very happy here at home. And they have a great life here and lots of friends and love their schools and love their teams. And, and you know, they would, they would prefer not to have to go far away. So it's just really exciting in the minor hockey world to picture hockey flourishing here. And, um, yeah, check out these pictures online if you haven't seen them yet. Other than that, we had our first weekend, was it first or second weekend up in Canada, um, games, uh, tournament uh, this weekend, and our team, we didn't do really good, but we feel like it was a victory because we were playing the top A1 teams, there were six teams in our division, and we did come sixth, however, at one point in the tournament, we tied the team, we tied them that eventually won the tournament. That was um, Kelowna. So um, they, you know, might be, some people have speculated that they're the top team in the age group in British Columbia. So to have tied them, I mean, we had some really bad losses. We were spanked pretty hard most of the weekend, but a couple of ties and even in the, there were a couple opportunities even to win that game against Kelowna. So we're feeling like um, sort of word in the stands was when some of the parents were talking to um, local parents over there were saying that um, our team looks like they'll probably place in about tier two, probably not tier one since we were, we had some bad losses, but tier two, which is, which is good. We could be tier three out of like eight tiers, I think, but um, hopefully tier two, that's what we're going for. I'll give you an update on that. And, um, I, and also it's interesting cause last, last year in the spring I had, um, led you guys all up, my listeners, I led up to, I did like a pregame for our state championship game and everything. And then, you know, I never actually came back and told you how it went. We did win the state championships last year. So, um, we have a strong team and, um, a lot of committed, uh, hockey players who are very dedicated and, and spend a lot of time practicing and, and competing. Um, there were some shenanigans this weekend, and this is where I'm just going to choose my words carefully because I don't want to bring uh, trouble upon myself, but there were some hotel shenanigans. Some kids got in trouble. There was um, uh, there was some throwing things off a parkade roof. There was some throwing furniture into the pool. I hate to even say that. Um, there was some trouble. And then in an older team, apparently there's been some reports of some online uh bullying some posting of sort of bullying social media so you know it's uh, we had some troubles last year it's a, it's a tricky group and i wonder if it's like middle school or just you know when we talk to our son about it we're talking to him about resisting you know group mentality where it's all everyone's having fun but then before you know it someone does something stupid and everyone follows along so you know in light i don't want to post this um i don't want to be irresponsible in this podcasting and ignore the greater picture of what's going on in the world right now there's this big reckoning with um you know the me too movement and the kavanaugh hearings um there's some bringing some bad male sort of group and irresponsible entitled behavior to light and not putting up with it anymore and you know of course i'm right on board with that I mean, I'm a woman, I'm a woman doing a podcast, doing a podcast in sports. I'm all about women um, 
being taken seriously, being heard, having a voice. And um, I'm definitely all about nipping it in the bud when young boys are acting like irresponsible, entitled hooligans. And so we're nipping that in the bud. Um, and But unfortunately, you do see some bad behavior. And um, yes, yeah, so what else in minor hockey? Um, my daughter had a break. She was home for the weekend, Boston University women's club team. She was she was not playing this weekend. She came home for, um, I guess, what some people in the East Coast, I think they still call it Columbus Day, but I'm call, hearing it called the Day of the American Indian, whatever this weekend. Canadian Thanksgiving was celebrated up at home with my son heading up there with his team. He spent most of the time with the family having a couple of different Thanksgiving dinners and that kind of gives you a snapshot of this week in minor hockey. I have unfortunate news of a a post-mortem, an accident happened, a terrible accident last week in British Columbia. Um, A young man by the name of Noah Trulson um, a BC Rec League player um, died last week, uh, Thursday night in Langley um, during a hockey during a rec hockey game. Um, he was just 22 years old, and um, uh, the way the news story read, he was skating fast to the bench after a shift and uh, caught an edge or something and and hit his forehead to the top of the boards, and his face shield hit the bridge of his nose and and uh, he collapsed and and he was killed unfortunately. So a very sad accident. It's extremely rare, and. Um, it's it's just a it's a terrible loss and when we hear these things um you know the whole community it's a small community in the end but the whole community really mourns when uh people are um you know struck down by unfortunate accidents while they're doing the thing they love to do so uh goodbye to um Noah Trollson and uh warm warm wishes to his family um in this terrible time for them Hey there, just a quick This Week in Women's Hockey broadcast. I should call it This Week in NWHL because there's a lot of other things that are going on in women's hockey that um, I'm not talking about. But um, yeah, this weekend I watched the season openers for the uh, National Women's Hockey League. Specifically, I was watching, I watched a game tonight. Um, It was Minnesota Whitecaps versus the Metropolitan Riveters. Um, let's see, what is it right now? It's Sunday night. It was a big, big hockey weekend. Um, I think it was, yeah, like tons of NHL games and I was working all weekend and I never got to watch anything. So it's kind of nice with the women's hockey games that you can just go easily on to YouTube and, and just watch the complete games and there's ads at the beginning, but you know, mostly they're not interrupted. Um, definitely I'm not saying that the um, broadcasting is very advanced it's kind of like you know you gotta want to be there you gotta want to be supporting there's sort of like at the beginning of it there's 10 minutes of just watching the ice watching the Zamboni Um, there are no replays 
you know, there's a lot of sort of really basic stuff, but there's a lot of excitement there too. And definitely the quality of hockey is a hundred percent there. It is so good. So anyways, yeah, this weekend, um, so the Minnesota Whitecaps are the brand new team. So this was history this weekend. Um, they're the fifth team in the NWHL and yesterday was their, uh, home opener. So therefore they're complete franchise openers like historical first games and they played metropolitan riveters that are out of new jersey and they are the reigning champs they won the isabel cup in the nwhl last year so the minnesota whitecaps beat the metropolitan riveters in both games yesterday and today it was like a weekend series so they played off same two teams played yesterday saturday and today the sixth and seventh i guess it was and uh, yesterday I know that the Whitecaps won. I wasn't able to watch that game, but I watched the full game um, today, and the final score was 3-1 to one for the Minnesota Whitecaps. Um, and let's see, Boulier scored the first goal, an absolute bullet. And uh, anyone who has any doubts about how women are able to shoot the puck... Um, this shot from just inside the blue line, um, uh, top shelf bar down, um, absolutely incredible shot by Boulier for the uh, Minnesota Whitecaps was the first goal. And then I want to say that the Riveters answered back and tied the game. Hmm, I'm trying to remember who scored that goal. Anyways, the second goal for the, um, Whitecaps was Curtis. And then the third goal was Brandt. It was absolutely stunning, stunning goal. So um, that was... Now, sorry, give me a second here because I'm looking at my screen and I don't know that it's still recording. Okay, yes, it is. Technical difficulties. Anyways, it's funny watching the games or the NWHL because um, the broadcasters are two women. Um, one of them is pretty experienced, I think, and... Um, Anyways, they are also sort of new in a sense of what they're doing with the NWHL and having some technical difficulties and stuff. So anyways, just the whole feeling of being part of talking about women's hockey and being part of um, women's professional hockey right now is a sense of, um, you know, um, mistakes and, and first attempts and being part of something sort of historical. So it's a nice feeling. Um Anyways, the the quality of hockey is absolutely outstanding. The arena that they were in, it has been sold out the last couple of days. Um, twelve hundred people, I think they said. Not not a huge crowd, but sold out, and a very good vibe. Of course, Minnesota, um, a lot of hockey fans there, and uh, I know the Buffalo Buttes also played against the um, the Connecticut Whale this weekend, and I want to say that the Buttes won. Um, but anyways, I got to double check what was going on there. And I know that the, the Boston Pride, they have their home openers next weekend. I'll be tuning in to those. So all this is to say, I hope you too will check out the NWHL. Um, I think you got to look on Twitter and you got to look on YouTube, but you know, it's, it's really easy to find and you're not interrupted by a bunch of commercials um, and, um, the quality of play is outstanding. It's, you know, bringing it back to the Seattle perspective for a second, cause that's kind of what I'm trying to do is the Seattle hockey perspective. 
it's it's a little bit of I don't know maybe that's the one kind of bad side about watching the NWHL and the broadcasters they're talking a lot about you know Midwest life and teams and East Coast life and teams and there's very little um there's very little to sort of like relate to from a West Coast from a Seattle perspective they're not talking about you know our schools because of course we don't have any women's hockey at our colleges here and um, also in this particular case there are no players that um, are coming out of Washington State or Seattle that they were that were on the ice tonight that they were talking about Um, I know there is a player I'm trying to remember her name again but I mean in other games it's come up that there's a um a young player that um that is playing professional women's hockey that is from this area um gosh ugh, just late i'm just forgetting right now um but in general when you're listening you got to kind of stretch a bit and stay interested because um it's um it's all it's all uh, east coast life a little bit so that'll be exciting i like to think that when the as the game grows that um, will grow into having more of our West Coast players involved in the professional women's hockey. And I can tell you by being at the minor hockey leagues, some of the young girls that are playing alongside my son and the and the kids there, they're absolutely outstanding girls. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to hear some of those girls um, hitting the big leagues. So anyways, that's going to be me for tonight. And uh, hopefully tomorrow morning I'll get the rest of this um, episode put together and be able to share it with y'all. So have a good night. Hey, thank you for listening once again to the Seattle Hockey Mom podcast. This is Holly saying goodbye for another episode. And whether you're new or have been with me before, um, I'm coming live to you from Seattle. I love creative projects and trying out new media platforms. So I'm talking on this station pretty much every week, sharing my love of hockey and hoping to connect with other sports fans who want to improve their hockey IQs. I'm keeping it super real and personal. So I think there isn't a more fun and accessible way to relax and learn about pro hockey, minor hockey, women's hockey, and hockey life in Seattle, Washington. Bye!